0: Hello and welcome to Parsha Pulse, episode 35. This week's parsha is actually two parshas joined together, and they are chukas and balak. And the first parsha, chukas, starts with Moses being taught the laws of the red heifer. That mitzvah is called a chok, because a chok means the type of mitzvah that's hard for us to understand. So in contrast, a mitzvah like thou shall not steal, or... You know, being kind to one another, giving charity. Those are mitzvahs that are easy for us to understand. And there are certain mitzvahs that are very, very hard for us to understand. And an example of that is the red heifer. That's why the parsha is called Chukas because it's under the category of a chok, a mitzvah that's not easy for us to understand. The way this mitzvah works is the ashes of the red heifer are used to remove tuma from someone who came into contact with a dead body. The concept of tuma is actually discussed further in episode twenty six of Parsha Pulse. The parsha next has as the passing of Miriam, Moses' sister, and the subsequent loss of the miraculous well that had been traveling with the Jewish people in Miriam's Merit. God tells Moses take his staff and go speak to a specific rock to request it brings forth water. This was supposed to symbolize that anything God asks of you is possible, and that if an inanimate object adheres to the word of God, so much more so that a living being should... Unfortunately, Moses ends up striking the rock and as a result of this, the lesson is lost and Moses is told by God that neither he nor Aaron will enter the promised land. The Torah then talks about the passing of Aaron and his succession by his son Elazar. The Parsha then describes an attack of snakes on the Jewish camp and God's instructions to erect a tall post that will cause the Jewish people to look up at heaven and remember to pray to God for help. Sure enough, this helps fend off the snakes. The parsha ends with Moshe leading the people in battles against the Amorite kings, Sichon and Og, who seek to prevent Israel's passage through their territory. And the Parsha describes the conquest of their lands, which lie east of the Jordan River. The next Parsha begins with Balak, the king of Moab, who summons the prophet Bilam to curse the people of Israel. Bilam ignores repeated warnings along the way and attempts to curse the Jewish people three times from three different vantage points, but each time he finds himself blessing them instead of cursing. The Moabites then try another tactic, and they send their daughters to seduce the Jewish men. This was unfortunately much more successful than the first attempt, and as a result, a plague started raging among the Jewish camp. When a high-ranking Jewish official publicly took a Midianite princess into a tent, a man by the name of Pinchas kills them both, and... That brought the plague to a stop. And that is the summary of this week's Parsha. And now for an insight. At the beginning of the Parsha, when the mitzvah of the red heifer, the red cow, was presented, Rashi explains that it's called a chok because a chok is the definition for a mitzvah that is hard for us to understand, a mitzvah that we're not really going to understand the significance of. And yet, just a few verses later, Rashi explains that the reason why we're picking a cow is because it's supposed to atone for the sin of the golden calf. So the symbolism is that the cow, which is the mother of a calf, is going to come and clean up the mess of the calf. And that seems like a little bit of a discrepancy because didn't Rashi just say that we're never going to understand it? And yet then he starts bringing these beautiful explanations. So the idea actually that's trying to be conveyed is the source of the sin of the golden calf. The sin of the golden calf was the Jewish people making a decision that made perfect sense from a rational point of view. They were trying to reach God. They realized that they were so insignificant they need some sort of intermediary. The cap that they constructed was symbolic of a certain part of the heavenly chariot. It was a certain way of trying to connect to God through an intermediary. So it actually made perfect sense. It was about worshiping God. It wasn't about straying away from God. The only issue with the golden calf was that God had said 40 days earlier, you cannot use images to try to worship me. And they were transgressing Something that God had actually instructed them. And the way to atone for this is with a mitzvah like a chok. because a mitzvah like a chok is a mitzvah where we say, okay, even though I don't really understand it, I'm going to follow the instructions because God knows better than me. And that is an act that can really help us stay away from trouble because when we want to do something, our brain manages to come up with so many rationalizations about why it's right and why it makes sense. And reminding ourselves that we have to stick to rules and if it's wrong and it's illegal we should not be doing it is a really powerful thing that can really help us make our relationship with God long term and not just about whether we happen to understand a specific instruction now but the moment that we don't understand the instruction anymore we're just going to drop the entire thing so with that I'd like to wish you all a great Chavez and looking forward to next week